time of day, campers. Welcome to the Camp Camp Counselor's Corner right here on Rooster Team Radio. I am one of your counselors, the Internet's Mark Bidonica, joined as always by the rest of the Rooster Team. We have a special guest on the day as today, but first I want to introduce uh, the the... I don't know what I was going to say, the, the roommate's supreme, something of that <laughs> nature. Uh, I want First of all, Megan Salinas. Good morning, campers. Ooh, picking that time of day. Katie Cullen. Hi, all my buddies. And joining us this week, as we mentioned last week, uh, Stacy actually just landed in Japan as of this recording a little while ago. She and her husband are enjoying a well-deserved vacation. We're happy for her. Make sure you let her know that you, you love her, you miss her. Uh, find her on Twitter, at Stacey Shuttles. But today... We are joined by a uh, longtime friend of the show, one of our mods, one of our friends, somebody that I, I'm just so happy we've been able to bring into the fold. Uh, I, I don't even know which name I should use. Cam, why don't you just introduce yourself? Good morning, campers. <laughs> <laughs> You'd better keep that voice up the whole damn time. You know, I almost can if my heart wasn't just pounding. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> Less heroin next time, but but give look at if folks if folks aren't as familiar with you if they're not on our Discord which they should be, um let let the folks know uh, who you are and 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 what brought you to the show. Well, I've been watching uh the well I say watching right now it's a podcast but back when the show was After Buzz uh Rooster Teeth reviews and stuff like that I was watching back from like end of Ruby Volume Three. Hmm. And now, I don't know, I've just been following since. I've been participating in your live chats and uh, the camp activities here on the Camp Camp Show. And now that we're doing this on... Ah, sorry. Now that you're doing the podcast and you got the Discord, I was made a mod and here I am. (laughs) And and I think we've also slowly come to the realization that you and I might just be different people from different dimensions or the same person from different dimensions yeah we're, we're we're from different earths it's weird yeah there you go different earths you're from earth texas i'm from earth california but exactly other, other than that that's how that it, works well considering the sizes of the states point i've seen yeah i've seen you just wrap those around like sweet little planetoids i've seen smaller stuff on mario galaxy so that stuff should work and as we all know mario galaxy scientifically accurate (laughs) um very very happy for you to be joining us today cam as we discuss this nerf tastic episode there was more than 30 i'm okay with that they didn't (laughs) ask me that's probably why you counted too I counted them in the trailer. Oh my <laughs> to be God. completely honest with you, I was like, hold on just a goddamn minute. Okay, there's more than 30. I'm not going to count how many there are. I just know there are more than 30. That's fine. I have I have uh, a number from the scene where all the nerfs are coming together before nerf uh, alpha starts insulting them. <laughs> there is a, a, a shot of a bunch of nerfs coming both from the left and right side of the screen. And none of them have any numbers on their shirt, so that's uh, an important note. And then none of them is Nerf Alpha. So there's four uh, unaccounted for Nerfs, Nerf Alpha, uh, and then a Nerf with a 1, a Nerf with a 2, and a Nerf with a 3. I'm sorry, not a Nerf... I'm sorry, there's Nerf Alpha, a Nerf with a 2, a Nerf with a 3, and then a Nerf with a 4 you actually see near the end of the episode. Um, so those four nerfs plus the 38 in that shot. Ooh. So 42 at most. Oh my God. 
<laughs> well, at least, rather. At least, at least 42. Dear God, what has the earth wrought upon itself? That is the answer to life, the uninerf, and everything. So hashtag nerf is 42. Nerf is 42. That's what it was. They're just they're just correcting my maths. That's that's terrible. That's awful. <laughs> but this was this was something interesting because we had a discussion about morality last week and one of the main things that Megan brought up, how dare she? First of all, <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, to friend of the show and uh, animator um, background artist Al McClelland, who said that we totally missed the the perfect tee up of Kant Kant when discussing Immanuel Kant. But uh, <laughs> there is also this episode is a further application of that moral where we see Nerf doing a bad thing, bullying with good intentions to save the day. That's two episodes so far. And I want to start with Katie on this one. How much more do you think we're going to see this theme? Oh, good Lord. I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't picked up on this theme until you laid it down less than five seconds ago, Mark. I don't know. (laughs) That's why I wanted to start with you, Katie. Great, thanks. It's That's super why. comfortable here under the bus. <laughs> it's it's padded. It's warm. Don't worry, you're all set for the winter time. If you it want, I like can. I can. Oil might die. <laughs> if if you want, I can I can restart and send it to somebody else. Oh no, I'm sticking with that answer. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> little glimpse behind the curtain there. So then, going from there, oh, yeah, I would no. like to. S- I don't Cam. fucking know. It's a legitimate answer, and I'm sticking a, with it. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, Cam, do you have any thoughts on the subject? Well, Mark, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Honestly, I forgot the. <laughs> okay. I forgot what I was going to say. I'm glad you asked. Welcome, what was the question? Welcome to the show. <laughs> uh, What's the question? The so, do you think now that we have two episodes centered around people doing bad things with good intentions, do you? How long do you think, or how much rather, do you think this theme will be prevalent in the rest of the season? Season one and two didn't really have, I don't think, uh, an underlying theme for the entirety of the season. Uh, but then season three was what came around with the, like, the whole season kind of relied on the camp's uh, financial instability and it falling apart. So I don't know. Going off of that, we might actually see an underlying theme for the rest of the season that goes into the finale with, I don't know, maybe Cam. God, my name is Cam. <laughs> that's it's what it's like it's yeah cameron campbell uh with him finally coming around and doing something good for a good reason i like that what do you think megan uh let me just adjust my spectacles here and say Nerd. that mark dare i say i think you've stumbled upon the very thesis of the show Uh, Is the moral ambiguity of right and wrong, doing the right thing for the wrong reasons and doing the wrong thing for the right reasons. Dare I say, I believe that shall be the crux of the series going forward, if it hasn't already been the crux of the series to this point. Petra, you get out of here. You don't even belong on this podcast. If you do that voice again, I'm taking the mic. (laughs) You can't have it. Indubitably. Nope. We're done. I realize this is a visual gag, but I have stolen the mic. It is mine now. Indigestibly. I love the moral plays that we've been getting and how this episode sort of shows what 
the kids possibly find really important and it sort of digs into a deeper psychological want because I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I, I have like a bunch of questions, but because we're already here, we got to see what people truly want in terms of what they 3d printed looking at what some of the other campers 3d printed shows what they wanted and i didn't want to go this deep but here we are um neris uh printed out the get the staff of gandalf the white presuming that she wants to i don't know all powerful magic or to be respected or some sort of purity something like that preston had some sort of an acting award so he just he wants validation for his craft dolph has the eiffel tower i'll leave that to everybody's imagination <laughs> um, uh arid printed out a squirrel suit so she wants to be risen above harrison had a straight jacket i'll let everybody else interpret that however they damn well please um, Neil's large hadron collider, Max's sensory deprivation chamber, <laughs> Gwen's VR headset. She just wanted to get the hell out of there. And for, for Max, it seemed like with the chamber, he's fine with the surroundings as long as people just can't talk to him. Other than that, he seems good to go. Some, some notable absences, uh, no space kid being amazed at the Ginyu force esque pod that Max printed out we didn't see anything of his well we did see into his his uh tent it didn't seem like any of that was new or fresh and we know how imaginative space kid can be so with all of this weird subtextual glasses adjusting thesis statementing megan <laughs> i would i would like to know what <laughs> with any sort of presumption a uh, presumption that you have let me take that again with any sort of presumption that you have from seeing all of these different 3D printed items, is there another story that you would, not necessarily that you would have preferred to see because this was an amazing story and it told us a great nerf tale. What other stories based on those psychological deep dives and 3D prints would you like to see? Absolutely Gwen's VR game. <laughs> she literally said porn, Megan. What the crap? <laughs> There's but no imagination a, there. But it's it's oh, like her it's her weird like monster fanfic erotica. So like, it'd be kind of fun in a train wreck sort of way. Look, Gwen is a monster fucker, and that's what makes this interesting. And not only did she print out a VR headset, but she printed out an entire dev kit in order to create. That was a that was a quick quick time skip. I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> I I love the way that basically all of that is sort of hand waved. It's just it's a 3D printer. It can make whatever you want. Like we didn't really drill down into the mechanics of that because it's like, hey, it's a cartoon. We're just going to say it it does this. But you know what this is? Like without this going explored, no joke. This is an episode of The Twilight Zone. Like a th like that's a modern Twilight Zone episode, a 3D printer that can give you whatever you want, but up to and including printing copies of yourself. It's not cloning. You're just making a copy. Like, I'm glad we sidestepped that ethical dilemma. And Mark, I'd like to argue with your thesis in general. This isn't what the campers want. It's what they think they want. So to, to respond to that, I and while I agree, it's not necessarily the the 
I, I just say that it's the physical representation representation of what they think they want. So, in you know thinking that it's this item will is is the physical thing of what I want, but not necessarily understanding a deep seated desire of in like let's say in Preston's example acceptance from his peers and sort of a um a larger stage both literally and figuratively to express all of the creative desires that he could possibly have and like i i don't i don't mean to say that oh they want this stuff because it's stuff but there's something there's something in their head that they don't know about because they're kids and they they haven't had any sort of psychological evaluation they just get shoveled off to some sort of camp. So yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> where 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 did we leave off? We we started with Megan, Katie. We got to you, Cam. Well, no, it's the same. It's the same bit of whose whose story, <laughs> based on the three D printed item that they got, would you like to see? Uh Dolph. Oh, I no. mean, didn't oh, we boy. kind didn't we kind of in World War Two? I because Jesus, well, because I want to <laughs> see them. I want to see them justify it. Because you know, truly, the the little child boy, he has no ill will there. Yes, but I want to I... see what he actually wanted there. If if I may venture a guess, Uh-oh. I would assume he would want to see the Louvre. Yeah, probably. Yeah, he's an artist. Yeah. So why, I, and actually, you know what? I, I can see them making the Louvre, but the fact that it's a giant glass pyramid could, doesn't necessarily track as well as the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I can see. I can see the glass pyramid, and people are going to be like, "Does Dolph want to be part of the Illuminati?" No. He wants no. to go to Vegas and stay at the Luxor and see Chris Angel <laughs> perform. <laughs> no, thank you. Mind freak. That's what everybody wants. No. I mean, thank we had. You. We had Mind Freakers. That was that was season one, man. That's true. I think Harrison would probably want to go see Chris Angel perform. <laughs> I think I think he could freak Chris Angel's mind a little bit more so. Probably thinks Chris Angel's a hack. Probably. True. He doesn't yeah. have real powers. Okay. So so backtracking a little bit to the the front end of this show. I wanted to ask um, so th- th- this is an on-theme related sort of a thing, but this uh, Nerf's copy was, it was stated as such. It wasn't a 3D printing. It was just a copy. And uh, Cam, I'm pretty sure that you, you can answer this question and, and feel free to not if you don't want to. But this is very similar to a plot, or not necessarily a plot, but a plot device used in an episode of Gravity Falls called Double Dipper, where he found a magical copy machine and copied himself, and he there was a paper jam, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not, I'm not saying that, ooh, how unoriginal, blah, blah, blah. But I wanted to ask how you react to seeing a piece of media, whether it's this or anything else, across print, video, audio, whatever, that may inadvertently or on accident or on purpose pull from another piece that you're familiar with what it, what is the reaction where you go oh this is just like that thing from that one place and i'll and i'll start with katie on this one 
Honestly, I don't mind when a piece of media does that. It's we also picked up pretty quickly on the, hey, remember Paper Jam Dipper bit talking about this? I don't mind when it does that. I think it's kind of fun. I don't mind doing a compare and contrast like, hey, this reminds me of this. Hey, this reminds me of that. Um, or If we're going to go back to Gravity Falls, there's an episode of Gravity Falls called Seuss and the Real Girl where he there's a possessed dating sim that essentially tries to take over his life and at one point she possesses animatronics at the sort of Chuck E. Cheese's knockoff that they're at and the animatronics go crazy and start trying to kill people and everyone's like oh my god it's based on Five Nights at Freddy's which it wasn't because animation production pipelines meant that that episode was in production years before well maybe not years before FNAF got big but you know they didn't necessarily take inspiration from this indie games company, but hey, possessed animatronics being super creepy is a thing that we all kind of knew about even before FNAF and Seuss and the Real Girl and everything else. So media using the same tropes or the same ideas as another piece of media doesn't necessarily make it derivative. It actually gives you an easier point of reference. Oh, this thing. Hey, it's kind of like when this happened here. And then if someone else has seen your point of reference, it's, oh, okay, I get where you're coming from. It, it helps with the conversation. So, yeah, I'm down. I liked it. Yeah, I like that. And the, the turnaround from FNAF to that, that episode of Gravity Falls was way too quick. <laughs> totally agree with you there. Uh, Cam, what do you think about that? Well, it's Simpsons did it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, essentially, really. You beat me to it. You, oh. you beat me to it, Cam. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, Overstepping my boundaries. Are you? No. <laughs> no. Um, honestly, cartoons have their stock episodes. And we may just be seeing the, the emergence of a new one. There's, there's body swap episodes. There's... Things like uh, Around Christmas and It's a Wonderful Life parody or a Christmas Carol parody. So to see this, I mean, there was also a Steven Universe episode with the same basic idea of a character cloning themselves and then it getting out of hand. That said, the Gravity Falls episode showed uh, the degradation of copying a copy and copying a copy way, way harder. <laughs> Actually, I think that was a toner shortage, but still. The, say, yeah, toner shortage as opposed to whatever sort of, like, the fact that we saw the 3D printer once and we went into total fantasy world of, like, cloth and metallic, like, all the sorts flesh. of conductors and things that, yeah, flesh, all, all, all of the varying materials that would make anything like this possible that would take forever. But thanks to the uh, beauty of our new Camp Camp intro song, it was a simple afternoon. For whatever it's worth, they do now have 3D printers that print metal. That said, I'm pretty sure that's not what Cameron Campbell bought at 2 a.m. on Amazon. No. Oh, hell no. Especially if, if you're trying to do what he's doing presumably allegedly uh allegedly shirt now allegedly. available on the, on the rooster teeth sort um you it's a uh, you can't with fingerprints on plastic and non-traceable stuff and blah 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 blah. he would want it he would want it to be plastic 
I, I, or Megan, I want to to hear from you. I know he Cam took your bloody Simpsons did it thing, but um, <laughs> what do you think about it? Uh, he stole my joke. No, um, <laughs> I mean. It, it's funny because Simpsons did it is in fact a reference to a show that is not the Simpsons um, pointing out how how derivative everything can seem even when you're you're not actively trying to be you're trying to tell a, a legitimate story and you know somebody beat you to the punch and that's through no fault of your own um, for me seeing these sort of familiar tropes pop up as cam was alluding to the it's a wonderful life episode the um christmas carol episode the uh cloning yourself or body swapping episodes those are all fun those are all fun when you when you start to recognize them but like being as like saturated in media as we're in for me, I always like seeing when a show takes those familiar tropes and then does something new or different with them. Like Transformers Prime had an episode where two characters were stuck together. And I remember walking away from that episode going, that was the best stuck together episode of a cartoon series that I think I've ever seen. Hmm. And um, so, yeah, it's it's those familiar. There's nothing wrong when you see something familiar. Um, but I'm always really impressed when they take those familiar ideas and turn them on their heads or do something new with it, look at them in a new light. And for for me, the only time it really bothers me is when that's never really attempted, when like nothing new is attempted with those things, or if like the trope itself happens to be problematic. Those are the only times I really take issue with it is like, oh, OK, they didn't. This is a stock trope and they didn't even try to do anything new with it. Even like even more so, I wonder I wonder how they landed on 3D printer like Neil. I thought it was going to be some sort of cloning accident with Neil. The trailer showed some ridiculous piece of technology like there. I, I like how ridiculous and silly the sheer notion was and for me, it only makes me want to go, man, I got to rewatch all of Gravity Falls again. <laughs> no doubt. Never a bad decision. We're coming up on Summerween. It's time to do. I honestly thought it was going to be another fantasy episode, uh, uh, kind of like the quest episode of just like, oh, it turns out it was pretend the whole time or something like that. Because the show, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, outside of uh, the ghost, outside of Jasper, the show hasn't really ventured too far outside of like reality like yeah wacky hijinks for the sake of comedy but like things that are physically impossible haven't really happened i mean when we do we tend to go into negative continuity territory where it happens and then nobody ever speaks of it again like you mentioned the fantasy episode at the end of that we had a volcano erupting and just oh end times and then next episode nothing nothing very true so we do a little bit of negative continuity can i direct you all to a little episode called quarter sister <laughs> uh, i'd like to be directed away from that thank you too bad well, physically impossible things that, you know, are possible or impossible inside of our reality. The Quartermaster exists outside of our reality. You know what? That's fair. This is That's true. Very fair. This is true. Okay. <laughs> new, new guy school and the, the old pros. That's all I'm saying. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. All right. 
getting uh, getting back to the realm of fantasy before we take our break i just wanted to hit uh, a simple question what do you think space kid made katie nothing i legitimately don't think and i think that either like no one gave him a chance or he was just so excited to see everyone else's that he didn't make anything of his own like knowing space kid i honestly think he didn't get a crack at the 3d printer for one reason or another that's so sad he doesn't see it that way yeah he gets to have fun with everybody else having fun uh then cam what do you what do you think space kid made a new bag to pick up trash for the community outreach program. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Megan. Well, he, like my, my knee jerk reaction would have been like, oh, he would have made something um, in an aeronautical way. You know, he would have made some sort of propulsion engine or a rocket ship or something like that. But I'm like, in his mind, he's already been to space. He doesn't need to go back right now. Like he's focusing on his new dream and whatever that is. That's the real reason why he didn't make uh, a new one. He's figuring out what to do next. And that's why he didn't. And the other thing is that um, kind of like Nikki didn't really have anything because she found the whole thing tedious and boring now that everybody had what they wanted or what they thought they wanted. Space Kid is sort of the same. He's pretty content with uh, his current situation. So everybody else, you know, creating these things to fulfill these deep-seated psychological issues that they have. Um, like, Space Kid doesn't need that. He comes from a good family. He's lived his dream. He, he always sees the bright side of everything. He didn't have that same deep burning psychological desire like everybody else had like this need of like i need this and i'll be complete because he's already lived his dream man i don't have to make anything i don't have to make any friends because they're all here Aww. Aww. he's had his journey into space now it's all about his journey into inner space yeah yeah <laughs> journey into inner space yeah. Let's get that retro Disney stuff in here. I'm all about it. That's a that's another cartoon trope going <laughs> shrinking down to like magic school bus size of a molecule and going into someone's body. Like I'm sure we'll get that episode someday. Season five, <laughs> magnification. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> so, somebody somebody's gonna swallow some. Oh, you know what? I would Nikki. Uh, Nikki's gonna swallow something. She would want the adventure. Yeah, I, I like I, that. That makes the most sense. However, I want it to be Cam. What? Not, I'm sorry, not you. I want it to be Campbell. <laughs> I need to remember that. That's my bad. <laughs> Before we continue, we just want to share everybody. Uh, share with everybody. No, we want to share everybody. We want to thank everybody. Yeah, they are. It's been a week. It's been a week. Um, I want to thank everybody. We all want to thank everybody for listening into the show. Uh, we want to let you know that you can support us uh, by just sharing the show would be the easiest way to do it if you're a fan of Camp Camp and and want to share this world of Camp Camp podcasting because I don't know if there's anybody else doing a Camp Camp show. And and if there is, I ain't heard about it. But uh, make sure uh, you uh, support us by sharing us. And if you are so inclined to financially support us, we have a PayPal link down below. You can uh, use a – you can – Sign up for a financial subscription to us through Anchor. Uh, it's a monthly sort of thing that helps sort of fund 
projects that we're still looking into doing or, or hosting Minecraft servers or things of that nature, um, you can join our Discord, which also the link is down below. You can go to tpublic.com slash the rooster team and check out all of the stuff that we have there. We have some sweet, 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 sweet designs that um, there's a, a Nora skull and crossbones that I absolutely adore that now that I'm starting to settle a little bit to life at my new home, I'm going to get on all of the stuff, but um, support us through there, or uh, you can support us by supporting our sponsors, and that's that I'm going to turn over to Katie, if you would be so kind. The Camp Camp Counselor's Corner is sponsored by Fred's BS, breads and spreads by Fred. Fred's BS is an L.A. local one-man baked goods business that offers unique flavors in small batches. Whether you're looking for homemade jams, brownies, blondies, or brown sugar buddies, the best cookies you've ever had, Fred's BS can provide. All products are made in small batches with fresh ingredients, nothing is ever frozen, and Fred provides a plethora of flavors that can't be found in stores, like the aforementioned brown sugar buddies or his strawberry peach paradise sunrise jam. Also, if you're L.A. local, you can choose pickup instead of delivery and get your goods even sooner. Head to fredsbs.com and use coupon code THEROOSTERTEAM for 20% off your entire order. That's fredsbs.com, F-R-E-D-S-B-S.com, and coupon code THEROOSTERTEAM. Treat yourself, because you deserve it. Get yourself some camp snacks, you guys. They are good, good stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to order in these upcoming weeks, because oh, some as much sweetness as there is in the Orlando area, there's nothing like a good Fred's, I'll tell you what. <sighs> All right, let's get back into this episode of Camp Camp. And now we saw a little bit of a sizzle reel where uh, the main three nerfs were... And, and isn't <laughs> I like how they kept the, the trope of a group of three friends and it being three nerfs. But uh, what we, we saw them all mess with the quartermaster, which is historically not a good idea. <laughs> I'm surprised that no one died. To which I would like to ask, and I'll start with you on this, Cam. How will the quartermaster get his revenge on the nerfs? Honestly, I think it's already happened. We were talking about the journey into inner space episode, the shrinking down to to get something out of a body or to help something. I think the quartermaster is probably putting something in his food. Oh, no. I don't... Ooh, terrifying. But then we have another nerf-centric episode, which isn't necessarily a problem, but it would be more of that arc of all of the episodes really starting to connect and, and themes starting to connect. Um, what about you, Megan? How do you think the quartermaster will exact his revenge? Well, uh, most not to not to jump too far ahead, but most of the nerfs at the end of this episode uh, no longer exist within our reality. Um, I think that the place that they went to is the quartermaster's domain, and so they are doomed to an eternity trapped within whatever evil machinations he has in store for them there and for uh, nerf alpha or nerf prime that's something that he's going to bide his time with and i'm not quite sure what he has in store for for nerf prime um i don't know my immediate thought was like 
his uh he's along with Jasper going to be a permanent resident of uh Spooky Island. <laughs> but maybe maybe that's not quite what the quartermaster has in store. It might be as simple as um dumping a bucket of water on his head and being like, "Okay, now we're even." <laughs> <laughs> It might have been if the other nerfs are doomed to the quartermaster's plane and whatever damnation awaits them there. Maybe nerf Prime's uh, punishment was having to condemn his brothers. Ooh. And, you know, confront his deep-seated insecurities in order to have to do it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that... <clears throat> I think that if the... Uh, half a nerf that we got at the end of the episode does not disappear into the void of negative continuity that Camp Camp cultivates, that uh, the Quartermaster will claim it as his own. Going in the shed. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty, what much. I was, pretty much. That's what I was going to say. Going into the shed, and the next time, for whatever reason they venture into the shed, we're going to see a nerf half. Right between the used dolls and the thing of hair. <laughs> uh, did anybody ever see um, House of a Thousand Corpses? That's fine. <laughs> so that's a solid no from uh, from everybody. <laughs> um, the actor who plays Dwight in The Office um, is his name Rain Wilson. Yes, it is. Uh, yep. He's he's in House of a Thousand Corpses, and uh, his character gets cut in half and turned into a fish boy. Uh, like they turn him into a mermaid esque sideshow attraction um, called Fish Boy, and so I'm looking at half of Nerf and going, if the quartermaster sticks a fin on him, like he could be Fish Boy. <laughs> My son has returned. The quartermaster's had his fill of Fish Boys. I mean, we we could also have like a living Fiji mermaid here, essentially. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. He 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 calls dibs on half a Nerf turns him into a fish boy, and then says, my son, you are my son now. <laughs> uh, now, I, I will say, what we're saying, and, and physically speaking out of our mouths, is all very truly terrifying. <laughs> and yet, when, when said in the lens of Shannon McCormick's performance of the Quartermaster, it sounds fine to me. You're going to be fish boy now. <laughs> It's the quartermaster filter. It's like that Snapchat filter that makes everyone look like a puppy. When you put the quartermaster filter on, everything that is weird and fucked up is just like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Unsubscribe. <laughs> you know, usually you can't feel a Snapchat filter on your face. Usually a Snapchat filter does not add uh, half a fish to you. But, you know, here we are. I, I don't know. I feel like I would just feel bad with a quartermaster filter on my face. You wouldn't just feel bad. You would feel like the mental anguish of those around you. Like there would be some serious psychological side effects. But also, Sins. Megan, how how nonchalantly you said quartermaster's going to call half a nerf. Like, <laughs> yeah, I want half of that boy. Like, what? come on. And yet, and yet saying it like that Makes it sound less weird than when you said it, Megan. Do keep in mind that at the, in the first episode, Quartermaster's sole role was attempting to take Max's blood. For what reason? We don't know. He just wanted to do it, and we all just kind of accepted that, yes, he absolutely has a syringe attachment for his hook hand. Cool. He wanted to find out. <laughs> how does, what if? How does, how does he suck the blood? 
if if it's just a te- never mind. Car- word, car- word. That's the thing that I'm going to question about the quartermaster, not anything else, but just that one thing. Um, okay, <laughs> let's move on from that. Um, and I wanted to ask what your favorite nerf burn was to the group of nerfs. And I'll um, does anybody? I'll just because it's like a specific line. I'll just throw this one out, and whoever wants to take it will go down that line. Yeah, mine is the Daddy Issue Store called. Wait, no, it didn't. They'll never call, and neither will he. I'm I'm 100% with you there. That I had to pause the show because it was just uh, Chef's Kiss. Let's salt bay that a little bit. Just primo solid bullying. Um, let's from Katie. Let's go to Cam. Did you have one? It, it was it was the same one. Honestly, it was the Daddy Issue Store one. <laughs> what was what did he call him? A personification of what? Um, of I. It was either of an unborn child and fat. Oh, it was it was like a personification of the argument for child. Ah, birth control. That's that the was yeah, 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 yeah. it. Thank you. Yeah, personification for a birth control ad or something like that. You're, you're the personification of of an argument against birth control and fat. God, <laughs> that one's a close second. Yeah, that was a solid one. Megan, did you have one? The daddy issues one also gets my vote because, in all honesty, after he gave gave the daddy issues line, I literally forgot everything else that came before. <laughs> Everything else failed in comparison, and it, they were erased from my mind. Uh, I want to switch gears a little bit. We were talking about morality, and we're talking about Cameron Campbell being some sort of a presence now at the camp every single episode. And I have to wonder. I think we all have to wonder. His lo- his dialogue made it very curious. Do you think that he meant to save the day, Megan? Meant to save the day. Because because hmm. he said, oops, oh, sorry about that. Just have to get my juice on. And then afterwards saying, um, impulse buy, save the day. So it was a thing of like a oops, but then also, aha, I did it. So do you think <laughs> that he did it on purpose? Um, As far as um, disconnecting the power from the uh, super collider? Yeah, from the hard-on collider. Uh, that's a tough one, because on the one hand, as we saw, with something as simple as $50, Cameron Campbell had a really hard time mustering up the will to part with money. However, Camp Camp is his current place of residence, work, and community service, and should the whole thing disappear into a black hole, I feel like that wouldn't be great for him. So I could totally see him doing it on purpose, either because it's important to save the people around him or because he just like, no, this is where I'm living right now. I can't have it just be destroyed. Um, so whether that's selfish or or selfless, um, it could go either way. But in all honesty, I'm I'm looking at it like his main objective here was getting a bunch of fingerprints onto the 3D printer itself, which given the magical properties of said 3D printer, he definitely obtained through probably more dubious means than just 
an impulse buy, or he bought it from some sort of weird eldritch store on on Amazon, um, some sort sort of weird warlock merchant. I don't know. <laughs> Remember to believe in magic, or I'll kill you. <laughs> yeah, some sort of eldritch Etsy seller. Um, but yeah, the. I don't know, because it, 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 it was much like we've talked about, like, the actual intentions here kind of get a little muddled. At the end of the day, his intentions were covering his tracks, but does that undermine the fact that he did save the day? <laughs> it goes back to the moral of doing a a something for the wrong reasons, but having the opposite outcome. So he was ultimately doing something selfish, which saved the day. And we're back to that theme again. Yeah, I'm going to go with he didn't intend to save the day at all. I very much read this as a look what I took credit for finding moment. Just like, oh, well, no, completely oblivious to literally everything else that is happening. Cameron Campbell wants to do what Cameron Campbell wants to do. And right now that is having juice. So, hey, that just happened to work. Great. I will totally take credit for having that work. Ta-da. I am a winner. Everyone praise me. Like, no, he... He had no idea what was happening. He just wanted to make juice and, oh, hey, things worked out. Great. Give me the credit because I did the thing. (laughs) What do you think, Cam? Yeah, I think Katie's kind of got it on the nose there. I don't think I don't think Campbell knew that there was a day that needed to be saved. (laughs) (laughs) He just wanted a smoothie. 7 a.m. Waking up in the morning. Got to get fresh. Got to go downstairs. Got to got to juice. That's what you got to do. Whether it's Friday or otherwise, you gotta juice. Like the sheer, the sheer, like gravitational pull of a a miniature black hole. And he's just like, I just, I wanna see the other side of that scene of him just, oh, there's a loose outlet out there. Might as well turn on the blender and get me some juicing. That's because his ego has equals the pull of a small black hole. Fair, yeah. That man is so dense. (laughs) Sort of wrapping up, I wanted to ask, how do you think Nerf will apply this experience moving forward? Because he had this realization of self that he has all of these people that he considers friends. And we've seen a lot of different expressions from Nerf in terms of like being friendly with people versus punishing them, acting on Santa's behalf and and things like that. And here the camp came together to save his life and save the day, even going all the way up to camp to Cameron Campbell, whether he wanted to or not, it was still all of the campers, all of the counselors and Cameron Campbell that saved him. And he came off feeling like, he had all of these friends and we're sort of left with this realization that those feelings can come and go. So where does Nerf go from here? And I'll start with Cam on this one. Good luck, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, before I go into where Nerf goes from here, you're talking about all the campers saving him. I find it interesting that the, the first one to reach out to Nerf to help him was Neris. Yeah, and and earlier in the show, earlier in this particular episode, Neris was one of the main uh, bully, like in the noogie line when it came to Neris, and from the beginning of the show too. So, the double uppercut that just launched her. 
Yeah, probably all the way back to the Y Games. <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> but but yeah, no, I agreed. It was it was to have Neris be the one to selflessly go go literally go out on a limb to be the one to pull him back is a a very nice gesture. Honestly, I think we're gonna see maybe some more like solidarity. We we already see that uh from time to time, like a sort of yeah, our camp sucks. Yeah, we're all jerks, but we're our jerks, kind of thing of of ragtag family kind of thing. But I think now Nerf is going to fall a lot more in line to that sort of thinking of this is a family. Beautiful. Oh, not, not necessarily not necessarily a good family, but <laughs> better than the one he's got, no doubt. Well, it's like uh, it's like the end of Lilo and Stitch. It's a uh... This is a family, broken but still good. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, still good. Um, what about you, Megan? I'm actually gonna sort of zig the other way on this one because he he reaches this profound realization um, and is under the impression that things will be different now. And as he's making this assertion, um, one by one, the campers leave his side (laughs) so yeah he's and and, you know they go out of their way to save him because he's their nerf unlike all the other nerfs like if they had wanted to they could have let him fall into said black hole as well but he's their nerf and he was actively reaching into the darkest parts of his soul in order to say in order to to bully the rest of the nerfs into submission so that that issue could be dealt with so he's their nerf but at the end of the day you know he was really making progress and he really this was a pivotal moment for him in terms of moving forward and becoming a better person and instead of getting the support of the people around him he looks around and he's alone so i actually think that the lesson he's going to take away from this is even upon reaching this understanding of his flaws and who he is and what he can do to be better, ultimately it doesn't matter because the people around him left him alone again. So I I ultimately think that he might be more self-aware and he might be a little bit more courteous to certain people in certain situations, but I think he the le- the real lesson here for him is oh, nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going through our own shit, Nerf. Who cares? <laughs> See, and given how the episode ended, given that we had that, you know, big emotional realization and then the gag where everyone's gone and then the half a Nerf left, and given just how crazy the entirety of this episode was, I think it's going straight into the negative continuity dumpster. Like, we, we definitely have some episodes where no lesson was learned, nothing happened, and we never talk about it again because occasionally we do some negative continuity. And I think that unless this needs to be referenced for one gag or another later on, I think this is going straight into that negative continuity black hole that this show has. So, yeah, I don't think Nerf's going to be taking much away from this at all, one way or another. Probably along with all the... Uh, with Probably along with the printer and everything else that got printed in this episode. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, I'm sure Neil would destroy the Large Hadron Collider, and there isn't. Yeah, Arid could probably beef it with her squirrel suit. Like, there's a lot of stuff that could, in 
in the universe of the show cause people to just get rid of their stuff oh there's a new thing to do this week so we just stopped doing it moving forward i'd like to see a little acknowledgement of neris and nerf playing something and him not being like completely in it like she's explaining some whatever in the background and he's just like asleep or something or carving a shank out of a out of a like a a little miniature or something like something to where he's giving her the time of day and not necessarily completely changing their relationship or what he is to the camp which is the bully character but just some sort of a some sort of acknowledgement and because we've been Neris has been like a featured extra these last two episodes and and I'm excited to see when she'll finally get her moment in the sun I actually have a question bring it um have any of you seen community off and on certain episodes yeah you know they had the uh D episode where they just all sat around the table and did a D&D quest the whole time. Yes. yes. I can envision... Ugh, I can envision... I can see them doing a episode where it's Neris DMing a campaign and it's various characters as the PCs. What do you think Nerf's uh, character would be? Do you think it would be like the stereotypical, like he would be an orc barbarian or do you think like something else i'm i'm gonna go ahead and jump in here um this is you know fantasy you know fantasy role-playing games you could be any character you want to be if nerf has shown us anything in this episode what he wants to be is a well-adjusted young man (laughs) with um companions to confide in so i think actually instead of sort of being a barbarian like i feel like nikki would call dibs on the barbarian spot um i feel like he would probably his fantasy character would be somebody who studies so maybe maybe a wizard or a warlock or a paladin even dude he's gonna be an elfin bard you know that i can imagine this (laughs) just being the return of grown-up nerf where he's wearing the, the suit jacket and he's got a briefcase and he's just something but if it were legit D&D stuff, like, he, like Katie, I like the, the thought of Bard, but I think just human Bard of just, yeah. like, a, a guy with a job. <laughs> well, and if you think, like, if he, when he wants to be, he's good with words. And on one hand, Bards have Bardic inspiration, and on the other hand, they have cutting words. So you, you've got both sides of the coin Ooh. there. Tasha's hideous laughter. I could definitely see him muscling the role of Bard away from Preston. Preston. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm about it. I think the the episode, the fantasy episode of the quest and making that real was their interpretation of like a D&D episode, but I think that there is definitely room for an actual game where they go into the fantasy world. And now even that's be kind of becoming a trope, like Community, Voltron. Voltron was the example I should have gone with. Voltron's was goddamn amazing. Yeah. I want to be a paladin. You are a paladin. Yeah, and I want to be a paladin. Shut up. I want to be a paladin again. <laughs> I'm Shiro's brother. I'm also a paladin. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you, there's always at least one person or at least one person starting off who wants to play themselves. And it's always interesting to see how that goes because then you get to see what, like, people want to play themselves. 
they want an idealized version of themselves or they want to go hog wild opposite and just seeing the different versions how these things express themselves like so we, we talk about shiro he wants to play himself he might be leaning a little more to idealized version, but he absolutely wanted to play himself. We're talking about Nerf wanting to go hogwild opposite. It, it would just be interesting to see in that situation for Camp for um, Camp Campbell, who did what and who was even aware like, oh, yeah, no, I want to play myself. I want to do this. Or if they're falling into one of those three situations without really knowing it. Because first-time D&Ders, that tends to be what they do. And I would say to anybody out there who is is trying to figure out a way to properly identify themselves in, in like a character and accentuate their stuff, try pro wrestling. You'll have a hell of a time. But um, other than that, <laughs> I um, I wanted to ask if there's any anything else that anybody wanted to talk about or cover before we signed off. I've actually got something. So you... At the start of the episode, you wanted to talk about, like, what each person printed. Something I looked at was what each person was doing in their art exercise. And I didn't find all that much interesting. Uh, Harrison was doing, like, one of those newspaper cones that you pour the milk in and then, oh, it's gone. Where'd it go? <laughs> but um, what was interesting to me was that Neil was making a popsicle stick bridge. And then at the end of the episode... There's the talk of the uh, Einstein-Rosen bridge and opening the black hole. And I just thought that was a funny bit of possible foreshadowing. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. I like that. Good pull. Good pull. Did you guys ever have to make those bridges um, in school? Because when I was in sixth grade, we, we had a bridge project and we had to make uh, little bridges out of, out of little wooden sticks. And... Neil's looked like a solid design looked like it would be like it would be it would hold up to structural integrity mine did not (laughs) (laughs) nerfs didn't really either ours was toothpicks and marshmallows ours was we had to make something we this was a ridiculous science project we had to make something out of popsicle sticks, paper, tape, and plastic straws, and we had a limited amount of each, and when dropped from a height, it had to protect a Pringle from shattering. Evidently, it used to be it had to protect an egg, but boy, that got messy. So yeah, um, we did not protect the Pringle. Ain't none of us architects. <laughs> we did not, we did not protect. protect the Pringle. <laughs> Um, That's that sounds like a secret service. We did not protect the Pringle. Uh, repeat, we did not protect <laughs> the Pringle. The Pringle has cracked. <laughs> I I never did, I only really did some stuff with popsicle sticks. I don't remember anything that I made, but I just remember a sheer amount of popsicle sticks. <laughs> did you ever make the little popsicle stick things that wound up looking a little bit like hand fans? But when you arrange them, you put them together just out of sheer pressure. Like, nothing held them together except for the way they were made. And then you could throw them at someone and they would explode. No, what the hell? I can... Katie! I I legitimately (laughs) cannot say that I did that. I don't have popsicle sticks to show anyone. And I don't want to buy popsicle sticks. They sell them in packs of like a thousand. I need five. I I threw them all at the nerds as I was growing up. I don't have any left. (laughs) Was this, like, young combat training? This was kids with popsicle sticks figuring things out. Like it's one of those things so where yes. one person 
found it from someone else and then suddenly the whole class is doing it and then you infect the other classes at recess? Well, like we did the like the paper fortune teller thing, not like cardboard and popsicle stick ninja stars. Okay, fortune tellers was elementary school. Um wrecking people with popsicle sticks was junior high. R- wrecking people with popsicle sticks was last week. <laughs> I was, well, then you should have some left. They know what they did. <laughs> I'm starting. But enough uh, about my Tuesday. <laughs> I'm God. starting to think that Katie was like a little mini Nikki. Uh, <laughs> you would be hilariously Nikki, wrong. Psychological evaluations of us compared to campers aside. <laughs> There actually um, was uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up, uh, or two quick things about this episode. Just just fun little things like that. Um, I loved lab assistant Nikki. Yes! She was so precious and adorable. Uh, Mischief! <laughs> her enthusiasm uh, was infectious, and Elizabeth killed the delivery on all of those lines. It was adorable. And um, I know we were talking about Max's sensory deprivation chamber um, earlier. And I'm going to be honest, out of all the stuff that was made, that was the one um, where I looked at it and I was like, I get it, Max. Like, could, like, when he's done, if he could, like, send that to me, that would be superb. Being up in the mountains in a sensory deprivation chamber, like, listening to to whale noises he had like what i assume was like spa water in his hand i would have gone with a mojito but yeah you replace that spa water with a mojito and that sounds like a choice weekend to me nice nice let's uh oh boy what a what what a time what a world what a nerf um before we go the last thing that we want to share with you is that we're terribly disappointed that nobody shared in our camp activity that we had last week but at the same time whatever y'all are busy we totally get it thank you for listening but uh this week we have something a little bit simpler um if you uh want to take part just go over to discord hit us up on twitter all sorts of stuff if you had a carte blanche and a fantasy 3d printer what would you make we are going to be revealing our episode our, our episodes our choices uh next week uh, Cam will will like record yours and we'll play it for we'll play it for the whole class and sure. <laughs> and so that just so that we don't move on yeah we want uh, we want you to stay involved but um so make sure to take part in that for for our camp activity for this week we'll be back next week ish um and we'll we'll figure out a good time to uh to do the show but before we go last comments last things where people can find you what you're working on let's start with megan hey guys you can follow me on twitter and instagram at the manguin that's t-h-e-m-e-n-g-u-i-n i also do a lost retrospective podcast called no love lost where my co-host will link loves lost and i don't and we talk about it. Uh, and I also have a YouTube channel called Silver Screams, where uh, my cohort, Katie, and I talk about horror movies and horror-related things. So go to YouTube and check those out as well. I'm Katie. You can follow me all over the social medias as well as on YouTube and Twitch at Kiaxe. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. If you like reaction videos for these episodes, they live on that channel. Also, I'm Hebla. I'm also on another podcast called On The Point, where my co-host and I talk about all things Overwatch League. You guys, the Valiant won this weekend, and I am still beside myself. So that is super fun. Check that out on that same YouTube channel and also on anchor.fm slash on the point. 
Cam, I wanted to thank you. We all wanted to thank you for stepping in and, and guesting on this week's show. We really appreciate it. We appreciate you following the show and and um, taking the time out of your busy schedule to join our busy schedules in doing the show. So uh, this is it. The stage is yours. Uh, where can the folks find you? What are you working on? Any of any final comments or, or words for the people out there? It's yours. Well, I want to thank you for having me honestly it's been an honor and if you want to have me back I'm so, I'm, hey don't push it you know <laughs> hey if you want them to have me back uh write in on <laughs> what is it anchor my name is cam griffin and you can find me on twitter at cam underscore comedia that's c-o-m-m-e-d-i-a there you go cam thank you so much uh for for joining us again we we really appreciate it honestly again pleasure's all mine and you can follow me on Twitter at Mark B. Donica. Just put up a new episode, season two, episode one, The Party of Two Pod. Uh, my wife and I, we talk a little bit about our trip and what caused us to move all the way across the country and what the future looks like for that show and just being in Theme Park Mecca down here in Orlando. And it's uh, it, it's fun to be podcasting again last week, uh, being able to talk to everybody here and then coming back and doing the show with my wife and she's going to be the creative director of that moving forward because i'm working like 12 hour days so um if you're a fan of theme parks or if you want to hear sort of a reader's digest version of the story of why we moved across the country so quick head on over to party of two pod uh we're on itunes spotify it's an anchor podcast as well so you can find it all over the gaff um but make sure you follow us all here at the rooster team on twitter uh, that's where we're going to be posting updates about stuff for RTX or live reacting to stuff at RTX or any other possible news that might be coming out from Rooster Teeth coming up. Wink, that wink is unwarranted. Um, but I want to thank everybody. Thank you again, Cam. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, Katie. Uh, thank And uh, go tweet at Stacey Shuttleworth, at Stacey Shuttles. Let her know that you missed her on this episode and to enjoy Tokyo. But uh, that'll do it for us here at the Camp Camp Counselor's Corner. We'll see you next week in Campaign Dion. <laughs>